Good morning. We are Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. And we are here every weekday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee to encourage you to make your moments count. That's right. Today we debut a brand new feature to the show. We have decided to add this. Wildcat Wednesday. No. No? (laughs) It's not Wildcat Wednesday. Words in Action Wednesday. That's what it is. Everybody loves inspirational quotes, and we do too. I used to collect them as a kid. Were they on baseball cards? (laughs) No. (laughs) I had this journal, and every time I would come across something that I read that I liked or saw an inspirational quote, I would write it in that journal. It's probably the most nerdy collection of (laughs) of anything ever, isn't it? Yeah, definitely not baseball cards. (laughs) No, not baseball cards. Or anything like that. (laughs) But it's a good thing to collect because they they get stuck in your head, I'm sure. Well, I have an issue with all of the inspiring quotes floating around social media. I mean, before social media, I would come across them in a book or, I don't know, even where, on a poster when we were kids or something. At the bus stop. But now the world is on the bus stop, but it's flooded. The world is flooded with these social media quotes floating around, and they're inspiring. I used to call you out on this all the time because you post one every day, and I'd be like, okay, so what? I internalize them and use them (laughs) for my own good. (laughs) Okay, so I love inspiration, and I believe that it is part of what I am here on earth to do, but... I believe in order for those quotes to have any use or to really be meaningful, that we need to respond with some kind of action or choice or change. I mean, inspiration is a really nice feeling, but without implementation, it doesn't make any difference in our lives. So those quotes just scroll by and give us this little hit of dopamine. Hang out there. Hang out there and do nothing. So we thought we would talk through a quote each Wednesday, and today is the very first of those quotes. Drum roll. (laughs) Today's quote is by Stephen Pressfield, author of one of my most favorite books ever, The War of Art. I don't think that this is where that comes from. I'm not even sure where this comes from, but it says, (laughs) so what I had going on in my mind is, did I say that wrong? Because I always have to stop and think, is it the war of art or the art of war? And so they're both books. I know. I always have different books, (laughs) very different books. I always have to figure that out. So that's where my mind went. So back to the subject. Here's the quote. A child has no trouble believing the unbelievable, nor does the genius or the madman. It's only you and I, with our big brains and our tiny hearts, who doubt and overthink and hesitate. I fall into the madman category, just so you know. (laughs) Yeah, right. So you responded to this immediately, to this quote, when I read it to you last night. Why does it resonate so much with you? It did jump out because... I've always tried to approach things with a childlike wonder, with curiosity from a different perspective, and maybe just being a little bit mad, a little childish, but I I do think it helps me. I create things from that position of madness, and it's different. It's unique. It is, and we both really believe that curiosity is really important, and wonder is also really important, and that certainly feeds our creativity. So it does do that. It reminds me of a Robin Williams quote who shaped him, George Carlin, and Steve Martin (laughs) shaped my sense of humor. So you have them to blame for that. (laughs) Robin was a comic genius. He had very smart humor. He would throw in a joke that a lot of people didn't get, but it was very quick, but I loved it. His quote was, you've got to be crazy. It's a little too late to be sane. It's too late. You've got to go full tilt bozo because you're only given a little spark of madness. And if you lose that, you're nothing. Don't ever lose that madness because it keeps you alive. I don't think I have any chance of losing that madness, that spark. I was given a larger portion than normal, so you have to deal with that. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that would be another quote to pull apart on another day. 
because I'm not 100% sure I believe all of that, but I do believe that you are given a slightly larger portion <laughs> of crazy. <laughs> I can vouch for that. It keeps you, keeps you on your toes. You never know what to expect, what's coming from me. But both of these quotes do mean to me that we have to stay outside the box, not overthink things or let society keep us in the box or our world or our friend. It'll steal our joy. We have to be true to ourselves. Whatever that is, be true to ourselves. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read it again. A child has no trouble believing the unbelievable, nor does the genius or the madman. It's only you and I with our big brains and our tiny hearts who doubt and overthink and hesitate. So to break it down, the ideal is to believe the unbelievable. Most people with our big brains and tiny hearts, we doubt, overthink, and hesitate instead of believing the unbelievable. So do you think that he actually has it right? Yes. (laughs) All right. Short answer. But um, too many of us settle and we believe what we think is possible instead of big, bold thinking. And I wish we're, you know, we're learning to do that. I'm stretching myself on big, bold thinking. And it's scary, but but it's better to be able to believe in the the big possibilities. I do believe that that's true. Do you think that we believe the unbelievable or see our own incredible potential with our hearts instead of our heads? Like, do you think that that's the dynamic that we have to see it with our hearts instead of our heads? I think our heads is what holds us back, stifles that down. But some people don't believe with either one, which is really sad. (laughs) They just kind of coast through like we talked about yesterday. Maybe they think too small so they won't be disappointed. Well, that could be. You know, they set the the bar low. Well, and that's where the doubting and overthinking and hesitating comes in. Do you think that those are the things that hold us back from, from seeing the unbelievable as possible? Absolutely. As we talked about yesterday, we're addicted to the comfort zone. (laughs) Fear and comfort are what's holding us back. And we talk about that here and in in our clubhouse rooms. I've always known fear is a holding back mechanism, but until recently and people talking about it, I think it's more prevalent than I ever thought. I think that you started to drill down into the asking whys, like that five level of whys or seven levels of why. This is a problem. Why is that a problem? And when it gets down to that very last why, it's often fear. But I don't think that I don't think that you had done that on a regular basis until recently. No. And all of a sudden there's all this exposure of all this stuff. Run away, run away. <laughs> so the last question for you is why do you think it's important to I'm believe? On the hot seat. Uh, you, well, yeah, I'll start talking in a minute. Why do you think it's important to believe the unbelievable? Because it gives us hope. It gives us that spark of excitement and madness that our dreams and aspirations can come true and that we can achieve whatever we want to achieve and fulfill our purpose. And that madness keeps that flame alive, I think. So here's something that I find interesting. We had that part of the conversation kind of framed up last night. We had talked about it and laid it out. And I couldn't sleep last night. And as I was thinking about it, I realized that we fell victim to all the things that I just complained about in the beginning of this live stream. We talked about what it means and how it, and like how it felt good or whatever, but we didn't actually talk about what to actually do about it. We got stuck in the inspiration part and never got to the implementation. So let's shift and let's talk for a minute about how we can become more of the child, more of the madman or more of the genius. I was thinking about how to begin to operate out of a big heart and a small brain, not to dumb ourselves down, but to allow other things besides thinking to help us interact with possibility. Because when we think, we tend to kill that sense of possibility. And one way to do that is to cultivate wonder. It connects our hearts to a sense of awe and amazement, which 
opens up possibility, even if it's a little, a little bit of awe. A little bit of awe, a little, <laughs> a little bit, bit of wonder. Awe. So I immediately thought of the work of Brad Montague and Harris III, and both of them do this better than anybody I know. Harris III's new book is called The Wonder Switch. So remind, we have it or have it's it. not out yet? I have it. It did, okay, it has been released, we have it. I haven't read it yet. So if you're interested in this idea of cultivating wonder, I would check this book out. He says, a lot like Pressfield, this is a quote from Harris III, we're all born with the wonder switch in the on position, but somewhere along the way, our wonder is crushed. And that's when we begin to live out of a self-limiting mindset that shuts down our sense of possibility and purpose. So that would be one step. Pull out a book, start to kind of cultivate that sense of wonder. But let's talk about one or two things that we can actually do today as we leave, since we're giving you a to-go cup takeaway every day. There are a couple of things you can do, but let's try this one. This is from a book called Wanderlust, and it talks about a practice that became popular in the mid-1800s in Paris. Going back. Yes. You're not going to believe it. What? Guess what it is. I don't know. I have no idea, do you? No. People would, it's the Wildcat Wednesday part where <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, wild, you didn't tell I didn't me about tell you. this stuff. So people would take turtles. Turtles? For a walk in the park. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So can you imagine seeing a whole bunch of people with little turtles on thin little leashes walking in the park? But That's the, a slow, <laughs> that's slow. That was the point. They would do that so that they would slow their pace down and maximize the experience of the walk. That's genius. Brilliant. Well, it's only genius if you have turtle. I don't have a turtle, so it's not. My son has a turtle. I know. I know. So you're- And Charity actually showed a picture. Charity Gibson, friend of ours, showed a She saw someone walking a turtle in her neighborhood and was just flabbergasted by that. There you go. It's not something we see, but if you- Maybe they're French. Maybe they're French. <laughs> maybe they are revived in the 1800s. So your to-go cup takeaway today- It's by a turtle. Is not to take a turtle for a walk. <laughs> But if you do, and you post a photo of yourself taking a turtle for a walk... You are the winner. I will send you a free Morning Moments Matter box, because that would be both amazing and brave. Which, a live turtle. <laughs> which is the theme this month. Yeah, well, that would be ridiculous. That's not even funny. Oh, no, somebody wanted to you yeah, know, work awful. the system. No. They'd take a picture of a, of, of a stuffed turtle. Oh, and I was thinking dead turtle. <laughs> wow, usually I go dark. I was thinking I a stuffed dark. turtle or a picture of a turtle with a rope on it. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. Step away from Tortoise the rabbit. Tortoise in a hair rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. Not, <laughs> not to take a turtle for a walk, but to do something normal in your life really slowly and notice, practice noticing. Maybe it's part of your lunch that you're going to eat really slowly and notice the chewing and the textures and the flavors in your mouth. Uh, or maybe it's taking a really slow walk across your backyard. Now, if you have a big backyard that could take forever but take like one step a minute i read about this guy who walked around a small pond that normally would have take, taken a couple of minutes to get around the pond he took one step a minute it took him three hours to get around the pond which we wow. probably don't have that amount of time but he said he really actually felt like he felt the place like he felt like he knew the place he experienced that walk in a way that he never would have experienced if he had just walked around it really fast in a couple of minutes so Gotcha. Slow something way down. Take one step a minute and notice what's happening around you. If you have a big backyard, that could take a long time. But instead, just walk across your sidewalk or do something that won't take three hours, but will just slow you down enough to give you a taste of what that wonder might look like. I will say that there, it takes time to step into that. So if you're like, oh, OK, I have five minutes 
don't go for a walk at one step a minute because you won't get very far. You'll get. <laughs> yeah. So it brings up. It, so the slowing down is going to bring up some resistance within you anyway. And so kind of like the sunset we talked about mm-hmm. earlier to watch the sunset all the way through is difficult. I read another suggestion of watching a sunset and not focusing on the sky, but focusing on the earth. And you'll begin to see the earth move. The earth rises to the sun. Exactly. Yeah. And it will give you this idea, this reminder that you are on this big ball floating in space and that will start to open the open open the wonder so so why not share some ideas of what else you could do to slow yourself down what to change your perspective allow you to engage in your surroundings awaken your wonder turn that switch back on and drop them in the comments we would love to see what they do and and what it could do for you whatever you do if, if you drop those comments in there and we have several comments going we will choose one And that will be our action today. So you give us some good stuff, not crazy, ridiculous things. Well, ridiculous is fine. Doable. Doable things. (laughs) And we will choose one and that will be our takeaway for the day. So. And then we will post pictures of Michelle doing that. (laughs) Yeah, especially if it's turtle related. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We do always look forward to this and our conversations and having fun with this every weekday morning, 7 a.m. Central. So make plans to join us tomorrow and we'll keep this crazy ride going. Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. You're what? I'm a lot to take. You're a lot to take. You're... It's a lot to take this early in the morning. I don't know what we're talking about. What is <laughs> Let's just wing it. Okay. What are you doing? You're, you're not in the frame. You shifted out of frame. Oops. That's <laughs> a bad shift. the wrong way. <laughs> and I have to lean in so that I look even remotely the same size as you. I See? have a big head. No, it's not that. <laughs> Whatever you do, eat a salad. Whatever you do, eat a salad. That's right. The little thing with Grace, whatever you do, I had a picture of a salad. <laughs> yes, you're missing the context. <laughs> Ready to go live. And just like that. Just like that. We're live. We're live.